Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Training Camp for the Soul podcast. I am your host, Chris Marhefka, and this podcast was created to help you discover the root of your frustrations, heal your inner child, and help you break through your own barriers so that you can create more ease in every area of your life. Join me, along with the founder of Training Camp for the Soul, Anat Perry, as we provide proven tools to a more fulfilling life. We'll also be interviewing guest experts and also thriving clients who have been right where you are today. If you are looking to awaken your aliveness, deeply connect with your true heart's mission, repattern your old habits, and become the best version of you, then this show is for you. Thank you for joining and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the brand new Training Camp for the Soul podcast. I'm here with the one and only Bryn Daler. Hello. <laughs> and uh, on this podcast, we are doing recordings with past clients. Uh, clients that have had amazing transformations in their life. That's been pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. <laughs> and um, I know this transformation fairly well. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that in the podcast. Up close uh, and personal. Yeah. However, for those that are listening that maybe don't know who Bryn Daler is, uh, yeah, please share uh, with the listeners uh, who Brindaler was before training camp for the soul? Mm -hmm. Well, Brindaler was Carly Marhefka. So <laughs> that'll just give you a taste of who I was before. Um, wow. Gosh. Who I was before training camp. Um, I was hmm, really scared. I was a really scared little girl operating in the world as an adult. We'll put in air quotes. Um, I only had the adult title because being 20 something years old, you get labeled as an adult, but nothing about me was operating as an adult, as one that is responsible, as one that has ownership of their life, as one that has direction and clarity on their heart I, what is it even to be connected to your heart? And yeah, I would say I was operating as an anxious ball of knots, afraid of the world, afraid of my shadow, afraid of my power, afraid of the unknown. Everything scared me. I just constantly felt anxious and um, life was really happening to me. I was very much a victim to my circumstances. Um, just unable to really see why things were happening, see the greater picture and see the gifts and things. And so at the time I was a dual entrepreneur married to you. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and I would say I was living in the gray. I use this phrase a lot now for looking back at my life where nothing really super excited me and also nothing really um, 
had me feel anything. Like I just was sort of numb, flat, and also very codependent, as you may know, uh, living my life to please you, to um, have you approve of me. And therefore I had no desires. Your, your desires were my desires. Your life was my life. And so there was a lot of enmeshment and it was no surprise that there was a breaking point for that where all of a sudden I was like, this isn't working anymore. Um, but yeah, I would say it was a combination of an anxious woman who was living her life for someone else, not really in her ultimate career path, not in her best, um, like highest version of herself in relationships and didn't have a great community either. It was just floating through the day, floating through my life with yeah, no intention. Mm. And so what was the catalyst for you to change all that? I just remember getting to a point where we accomplished a lot in our life. So I don't want to downplay, you know, we also had a great life on paper and in reality, we got married. We had two loving dogs. Well, they didn't love each other, but (laughs) we loved them. (laughs) That's another story. Um, And we had a home, we had two businesses that were well-respected in the community. We were well-respected in the community, um, had a lot of accolades. We had done all these cool races and won business of the year several times. And I think at face value, people would have thought we were doing so great. And they did because when we changed things, people kept going, well, I don't understand. Everything looked perfect. This illusion of perfection. Um, so the catalyst for me was there has to be more. There has to be more. I'm 25 years old. I've checked all of the boxes. Life said you're supposed to check to feel happy. And I checked them. And it wasn't that I wasn't happy. I just wasn't happy in the way I imagined I would be. It was like happiness was half there. Like it was this, um, it was a surface level happiness that came and went and was only centered around achievements and the way people perceived me. It wasn't internal. It was an external happiness. Um, and so I was sourcing my joy externally and that clearly wasn't working. I felt like I was on a hamster wheel. And once I started asking what else is, what else is there, was when I started getting answers to that question and life started to shift very powerfully after that. (laughs) What led you to training camp for the soul? So as life does, when you're ready for the lesson, it gives you the exact thing that you need and the exact timing that you need it. And as you know, we were in Austin, Texas, which at the time we were living in Florida, Fast forward, I now live in Austin, Texas. The universe was planting seeds for me. Um, and we were trying to sell our business because we we wanted more freedom. So that was a taste of where we were starting to develop is we knew we wanted to create a life in which we were free, free from obligations. We felt really burdened by a lot of our responsibilities. And so we were at this event in Austin and it was a, a health and wellness conference called Paleo FX. And a lot of really cool people there. Um, and at the time, Mike Bledsoe, 
uh, was the CEO of training camp, or I think actually maybe was just a partner at the time. Um, I don't even think he'd become CEO yet. And I see this man from a distance and I didn't know who he was. Now he had a big name in the CrossFit world at the time, but I didn't fucking know who he was. And which is good for me because I think had I known, I would have been a little bit more nervous to approach him, but I see this man in the parking lot. He is, we're at a conference where people are in like business professional attire and he is shirtless, shoeless, ripping a cigarette and just like standing outside in the parking lot. And it had nothing to do with his, uh, the way he was dressed or lack thereof. It was the way he was holding himself. He looked so at ease and my nervous body, my anxious body wanted that. It was like, he was a light that I was being drawn to. He didn't have to say anything or do anything. I was just like that. I want that. So I approached him and we were standing in line, I think for the porta potty. And I literally looked at him and said, what work have you done? I think that was maybe the second thing out of my mouth after hello. (laughs) (laughs) And he looked at me and said, psilocybin and training camp for the soul. And within six months, I had done both of those things for the first time. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And that was the catalyst. And I just, I knew that this was the step towards the something more. I was, I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back, I can see I was following my body's cues to desire. Mm. So I felt a pull towards something versus a repulsion. And it was one of the first times I remember my body lighting up and saying that, and I listened, I followed my curiosity. I followed my heart and it led me to something miraculous. And now I do that all the time. And it leads me to something miraculous. I'm just more aware of it. Yeah. And in that process of you making it there, I'd actually like to share this story because I think it's applicable to many people that end up doing our program or considering our program is when we first got on the discovery call with a knot, <laughs> I was a full no. It was so funny. And you were a full yes. Yep. And I was so mad at you. Mm-hmm. I was so mad because I knew. Yeah, you knew, and I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't understand what the outcomes would be. Back in that day, I was was like, okay, you do A and you get B. It was like Mm -hmm. this really linear thing. And I didn't understand what- You couldn't see the return. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And so so because of that, you you didn't initially do it. Um, It was also a financial thing. Financial thing for us, yeah. At the time, so much scarcity then. So much scarcity. And it was the by far the biggest investment either one of us would have ever made on our personal development. Yes. We spent money on business development. We spent money on physical development, but had we had not yet done intrinsic work. Inner work, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you couldn't see the return. You didn't understand it. And it was a, it was uh, an investment. And at the time, I remember it being a challenge for us to both go through it at yeah. the same time. And I was like, well, fine, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. And I think there was still resistance because I imagine too, you probably felt some jealousy or some like, oh, I don't know if I want you to go do this thing without me. Is that true? Um, there was... Uh, there, I think more than anything, it was it was me 
desiring to be right about my decision. Mm -hmm. And if you went through it and you had success, that would mean that I was wrong about (laughs) it. And back then I wanted to be right about everything. Yeah. And so I think that was there. Um, So I think that's where a lot of the resistance to you doing it came Mm -hmm. from. Um, And then fast forward, when you were actually doing the program, Mm -hmm. you did the, you did the beta version of the virtual. I stayed in touch with Anat because I just, I knew I, Mm -hmm. my heart wanted it so badly. And I just kept saying to myself, like, this is going to happen. You just have to trust. And at the time, like this was not the way that I operated, but there was something in me knowing this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. So we stayed in touch. I surrendered that it wasn't the right time. Um, and I, I was persistent. Um, and that I just had this feeling and sure enough, it was a couple of weeks before my birthday. She came to me and said, listen, I've never done an online version of this before. I don't even actually know if it's going to be effective. Um, but this will be at the lowest price I ever offer it. Are you in? And I came to you and I said, I want this for my birthday. Uh-huh. I want this for my birthday. You said yes. And we mm-hmm. were on our way. Away. It was the best decision I ever made. And looking back where we are seated now, it felt like that in itself was the beginning of your transformation because it was the first time you actually followed that voice yes. and also spoke into your desires. Yes. Of what you actually really wanted. It spoken to my desires and regardless of how you felt, mm-hmm. I was taking a stand for myself and what I knew was exactly what I needed and was willing to figure out a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it definitely was. And, and so how, what was your experience once you actually got in the program, you were in the beta version, mm. but I didn't actually witness it. So I don't know how it went. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm curious, what was your experience? So I remember, I, I forget what the joke was, or if, if I created the joke or if somebody said something, but I came into the course, very stoic, like I'm not going to cry. I was very closed emotionally and I just had this air to me that like perfection, Mm -hmm. nothing's wrong, nothing to fix. And not like that, like not this place of like, yes, as I am, I am wonderful and whole, but also from this place of, "Mm, I don't want to appear to anyone else that I have any trauma or any shit to work through. I didn't even know what that was, but I wanted to be perfect. I wanted to be the example, the the golden student. And um, so to me, that meant be non-emotional. That's what I learned was safe. I learned um, a woman who is non-emotional has her shit together. That's what's appealing to men. And so I go into the program thinking like, okay, I'm going to navigate this logically. (laughs) And I forget what call, maybe call three. Gosh, I haven't thought about this moment in so long. And I can remember exactly now what cracked me. Mm. Um, It brings tears to my eyes now, even just thinking about it. Mm. It was someone else on the call crying about her desire to be a mother. Mm. And at the time, I hadn't given myself permission to fully feel that my desire to step into motherhood. And it was in her vulnerability and her crying about becoming a mother. I just lost it. Unconsolable. 
to the point where a knot, I think anyone was like, oh, wow, <laughs> the dam broke. <laughs> yeah. And I think I remember her making a comment like, oh, we, we cracked Carly at the time, but Carly cracked. And um, literally from that moment on, it was like a faucet turned on. There was a backlog of feeling. And I tell, tell this now to my clients that when you repress for so long, it's going to feel like it never ends. And it does. Uh, but for a while, I couldn't stop crying. I mean, it was, but it was so cathartic and so freeing because I had stopped being emotional for so long because I thought that's what you wanted. I wanted to please you. I wanted to be the cool girl. I wanted to appear like I had my shit together. And me crying was unraveling all of that. Mm-hmm. I was realizing my strength and vulnerability. I was realizing my strength and softness. I was realizing my strength in me leading with vulnerability and how it helped inspire others, just like this woman did for me. And I just, I felt like a newborn. Like I was so raw and tender and doe-eyed and just everything was shiny and bright. And I was letting go of so much and it felt so good to the point where you started to go, hey, what's this program you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) You seem a lot lighter and a lot happier. Yeah. And then, of course, starting to look at my parental upbringing was huge because I had known a little bit of the patterns, but never had investigated it with this lens and this magnitude of, oh, wait, because my father mm, constantly criticized, you know, the way that I looked and the way that I achieved, no wonder that's how I tried to earn love as an adult. Like it started to connect those dots for me or, oh, it's no wonder that because my mom was so erratic in her emotions that I learned that that wasn't safe. And therefore uh, women who act that way are unsafe and I don't want to be that. So I repelled and I did the opposite. So um, just really seeing my patterns so clearly. Um, And there was a freedom in that of like, whoa, I don't have to be this way anymore. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so great. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, and also too, just letting myself feel the sadness that I hadn't let myself fully feel about my upbringing. Letting myself feel really sad that my father wasn't around more. Letting myself feel really sad that my brother took a lot of attention in our childhood and I didn't get the attention that I wanted. And because I was feeling that and allowing myself to feel that, um, the, the pain around it started to dissipate. I wasn't holding these resentments anymore. I wasn't walking around with these chips on my shoulder and yeah, I just walked around with more lightness in my life afterwards. Mm -hmm. And was it around that time or was it after before where you were also experiencing a lot of health issues and physical pain and well, I've had several series and bouts of, of chronic illness. And now, gosh, I can see every time the difference is now when I've had flare-ups where things happen to me, there's a direct correlation to what's happening in my inner world, what's happening emotionally. What am I not looking at and seeing? What am I not willing to feel? Um, at the time I had no idea. Um, but prior to training camp, I was experiencing a ton of pelvic pain and, now I know in the work that I do in this world that your uh, sacral chakra is connected to um, creativity, expression, sexuality, 
all of the things that I was suppressing. So no wonder I suffered from what felt like essentially a UTI for two years. And you remember, I went to the best doctors in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had access to some of the greatest healthcare in the world um, being where we lived and no one, I mean, doctors were just, I don't know what to tell you. You're going to be this way the rest of your life. And again, the inner voice said, absolutely not, not right away. I definitely went into victimhood and, and sadness. And, and on the other side of it, I, I knew there had to be something more. That was always the voice telling me this can't be it. And after training camp and just releasing all of that, I haven't had pelvic pain, not like that in ever since. And when I do have flare ups again, it's what am I not expressing? What am I not sharing? What am I not mm, allowing to be seen or felt? And it's fucking spot on every time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, that was something that to both of us, uh, raised in the way that we were like that correlation between our inner world, inner emotional environment and our physical, like, uh, the way it's physically manifesting was not even close to a thing that was, that was woo. -woo. That was crazy talk. Crazy talk. Yeah. My family's, um, all connected to medicine, a lot of Western medicine and my, um, mother's side. And so when I was sick, you got a pill, the pill fixed you, the doctor knew what was best for your body. And that was it. So I grew up so disconnected from my body, so disempowered. And then the connection back, coming back home, coming back to my body, it was, I actually know when I tune in, it makes me want to cry just thinking about it. Like, I know it's best for me. I always have, and I always will. And it was the allowing myself to actually believe that and to experience what it is like for me to tune in and to give my body what it needs from my center and my power. There's nothing like it. Um, and it's been a constant journey of remembering that because I forget because I'm human and it happens. You've already alluded to many of these things already, but what, this was three years ago when you did training camp, you were either in the program or just graduated three years ago recording this. Yeah. Yeah. What were some of the major shifts? And I know there's been a lot. (laughs) How long do you have? (laughs) Yeah. Mm. I love that I get to talk about this now, three years out, but, um, well, the first one that I named is connection to my body. Mm-hmm. And honestly, from that, everything else has followed because when I'm connected to my body, I can feel my fuck. Yes. I can feel my fuck. No. And it was from that, that I started to really understand how to connect to desire and what it is that I'm here to do in this world. And so from just the understanding of my body and what my yes and what my no was, I was then able to make decisions for myself from a place of empowerment. And I was able to break codependency because I was never connected to self. I had no idea what myself wanted. So once I started to connect to my body, it was, oh, I want chicken for dinner. Oh, I actually want to go travel to Austin. Oh, I don't know if this relationship is serving me anymore. And so I joke about how it was these seemingly small decisions but those seemingly small everyday decisions of the yeses and nos gave me access and power to much bigger decisions because I started tuning into and 
of flexing the muscle of my yes and my no from a place of actual connection. And it was, it was like a drug. It was like, whoa, my body's actually going to tell me (laughs) what I need and what I want. And I mean, everything from like, you know, oh, you need to sleep more to like, you need to be outside to, oh, you're craving this type of food. Like give yourself more of that. Um, and, and then it was the, the inner voice, like that started to be culminated. So my connection to my heart, once I cleared all the weeds out, all of the voices that were in mind, my mother's voice, my father's voice, society, um, all of these things telling me what I should and should do, I'm supposed to have. Once all that noise got cleared, it was like, oh, that's my voice. Mm -hmm. My voice is the one telling me now what I actually want. And my voice had a lot of things to say. And one of the first most powerful things that my voice started to tell me really clearly was the relationship that you were in isn't working at the way that it's in. Our relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I started to see bits and pieces of how we had come together from a place of wounding. And I couldn't find my way out of it outside of the voice kept saying, like, burn it down, like, burn the garden, burn the garden down. The collective thing that you and Chris have built it's not serving you. And at the time I didn't know what it was going to lead to. I just knew I needed space to keep hearing more of my voice because the only partnership that you and I had ever known was a partnership in which I look to you for everything, everything. And so once I started to cultivate that inner voice, it was actually really hard for me to be around you because I didn't know how to be in relation to you without leaning to you and having you be my caretaker. So it took a full break for me to say, okay, I need to know what my life is like without you. And maybe we come back together. Maybe we don't. It was the most courageous thing to this day that I've ever done. And as we know now, following your heart takes courage, takes massive amounts of courage. And I'm so grateful for that leap that I took because look at who we are on the other side of it. And so training camp gave me access to my body. It gave me access to my yeses and my nos. It gave me access to my heart and it gave me such a strong sense of self that I was courageous enough to build a life that was just for me. And I'm so grateful for that. And it gave me access to feel again. (laughs) (laughs) I cry every day. (laughs) (laughs) And The thing that I resisted the most, the thing that I turned off for over a decade feeling is now the thing that inspires more people in this world. It is literally what I have built a career out of teaching women how to connect back to their bodies and to feel. It is literally what magnetizes people to me from all over the world. This thing that I resisted and shut off and dulled, the thing that I was drawn to in my blood so you know, we, we talk about being the light, just living our life from a place of authenticity and people will find their way to you. And now my vulnerability, my tears, my ability to just show up and say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm listening to my heart is the thing that attracts people to me the most hands down. Yes, definitely. And it's, 
it's laughable. I'm like, oh my God, I tried to resist this thing for so long. And now it's the thing I love most about myself. Right. And think about like all the trying to like look good and all the trying to, to, to be perfect and how much energy and like exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And it was never actually you. No. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's still challenging in that this version of me still is challenging to others because the version they knew me as wasn't me, but it was the one that they knew was safe and the one that they, they recognized. Yeah. yeah. And so me being authentically myself, it magnetizes people and it also polarizes people. Mm. It also pushes the ones that aren't ready to see that away. And that's okay. Right. It's something that I've really learned and, and stepped into with even more security because I love this version of myself so much. And that's what I know matters the most. I really, really love myself. I see that. I think everyone that sees you sees that. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Ooh. Training camp's great, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You know, what's wild is today uh, I now work in sex, love, and relationships for a living and working with a client. And I sing training camp praises day in and day out. And um, I don't remember specifically telling this client about it, but it comes up all of the time in the work that I do and come to find out she's um, going to be attending uh, a future program. Mm -hmm. And because of the work that I'm doing now in the mastery program, I'll be meeting her in real life. And oh, it was wow. this really cool full circle moment of like, I got onto the, into this work because of training camp mm -hmm. and I'm coaching other women that are also doing training camp. And it's just Miraculous mm. what has unfolded. Really, it's just by you being your light. Mm -hmm. mm. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, anything else you want to share as far as like some of the some of the differences and shifts? I mean, I mean, tangibly, your life looks 180 degrees different. It's like night and day, black yeah. and white. Yeah, and um, but are there any? like belief shifts? Are there any, any more inner shifts that you want to talk about? My ability to trust is like, unlike anything I've ever experienced before. Um, I named this earlier version of me was afraid of everything, afraid to travel, afraid to try new foods, afraid to meet new people, afraid, 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 afraid. And now, oh my gosh, I live in the unknown. I love my ability to jump and trust my landing. It's one of the most um, like courageous and brave parts about me is I've built this deep, deep trust in myself first. So I know that no matter what I am provided for, that I have this incredible sense to be able to take care of myself. And I didn't know how to do that previously. So breaking codependency meant learning how to take care of myself in all parts, you know, from crazy, incredible crisis to just day-to-day -day life. And because I'm good with that now, I also have developed this complete trust with the universe. And we talk to one another, my faith and my spirituality has really grown in that I'm constantly now 
um, speaking to guides, to angels, to God. It just depends on what kind of mood I'm in, but um, we play games with one another. I ask for signs and they show them to me. And um, the amount of things that have happened, it's just, I know the previous version of me would have been like, bitch, you're crazy. (laughs) The stuff that I believe and see now, it's Uh just life is so magical, Mm -hmm. so magical. If you allow yourself to see it and if you allow yourself to be present enough to experience these daily, daily miracles. But I was so robbed of the present moment because I was so anxious. I couldn't be in my body. I couldn't be with what is. And therefore, how could I see what was magical all around me? But now that I can be in the present moment, I see the miracles constantly. And now life feels like one big game. And even the challenging parts, even the parts where, because don't get me wrong, it's not like it's been one sunshine and rainbows. Like, <laughs> had all sorts of shit happen. Left a marriage, left my home, changed my name, left my career, um, got chronically ill again. Like, there have been some curveballs. Yeah. Um, but the difference is now it is life is happening for me. Everything is happening for my highest and greatest, especially in those moments of darkness. I remember, oh man, people are just going to cry all the time now. And I do. Um, (laughs) I remember there was a moment where I was in, oh gosh, one of the earlier stages of our divorce. Um, we hadn't, I think properly made the commitment to divorce yet, but we were definitely in separation. And I was experiencing so much grief. But let me tell you, even the ability to feel grief in some twisted way was like beautiful because I had never felt that much of anything before. And I remember I was on the bathroom floor writhing, like writhing in pain because I was so sad. I was so heartbroken. And I remember so clearly thinking, you're going through this because you're going to help so many women experience the exact same journey. And because you're going first, you're going to help so many people. And it was this message of like, you're here because this is so much bigger than you. And so even in those moments of despair and sadness and so much pain, I knew this was happening for me and the gift in it. And it's been just that. It doesn't take away the pain. It just allows it to be bigger than us. These tiny little meat suits walking around on planet earth. It's like, there's so much divinity in what's happening. And I could finally see it and I could finally feel that and, and trust in the pain and trust in the, the moments. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a a very uh, simple yet not easy shift. It's like you're, if you wear the glasses of, of pain and suffering, you always see life through that. And if you just switch to the glasses of gift and gratitude and love and joy, like that's where you start to see things, even when it doesn't, feel like it in the moment oh yeah especially when it doesn't feel like it in the moment and it's built resiliency because now i'm like fuck i can be with anything 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 and that means that i lean into experiences and challenges and failures faster i'm like i'm gonna be good yeah i've got me yeah universe has got me too 
yeah at, at it's like very core the it's an emotional resiliency program oh yeah yeah yep oh. yes beautiful mm-hmm. thank you for sharing all that oh you're welcome i could go on for days i know <laughs> <laughs> We we did record a much longer podcast on, yes. on a fully expressed, but yeah. um, this one is is going to be under the hour mark. <laughs> I, I've committed to that for this podcast, um, and um, so you're now three years. You're, you're three years out, and hmm, what advice? would you give to oh, either yourself three years ago or the person that might find themselves in a similar situation that you were in three, three plus years ago? Mm. What advice would you give to them? Feeling stuck or lost without desire or drive or in the gray? Mm. I know that it doesn't feel like it in this moment, but you have a well of untapped gifts, knowings, and desire inside of you that is just waiting to be touched. And if you give yourself the gift of learning how to slow down, listen, and to feel everything is going to be available to you on the other side of that. Wow. I imagine a lot of people needed to hear that. I was one of them. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm. What were some of the anchors, some of the affirmations, some of the things that you continuously reinforced during your time after you did the program. And we call this integration. And integration can take a lot longer than we want it to sometimes. <laughs> and um, forever. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, for sure. And so when we go through this program and we have these massive shifts, um, the shifts don't immediately stick even if we want them to. Mm-hmm. And so we use these anchors and these affirmations to keep reinforcing the new. So what were some of the most impactful ones that you were using during those like really challenging times when the old beliefs maybe started to creep back in? Everything is happening for me. Everything is happening for me. Everything is happening for my highest and greatest. That one still to this day um, is one of my absolute favorites because it just turns everything in your life into it's all part of the divine plan. Um, trust. I trust myself because there are a lot of times where the old story comes back and I want to give my power away. I want somebody to just tell me what to do and I get to anchor into, I trust myself. I, I trust. And, uh, this one, I don't know if this came from training camp. Um, But when amazing things happen, I know you say this one too a lot is, of course. course. Rather than saying, I can't believe it, 
of course. And that just anchors in this life is magical and good things get to happen to me all of the time. And when they happen, I do believe it. Of course. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it's, I think about like magic is just this like technology that we don't yet understand. And so rather than just spending all of your energy trying to understand it just be like thank you for like yeah. all this awesome magic that i get yeah. to live every day life is dope yeah 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 and and i like i i think about that because like the old version of me would have spent all of my waking energy rejecting or trying to disprove <laughs> mm -hmm. or figure out like how this is happening or why is it and it's just like thank you yeah. <laughs> like wow yeah. this is a pretty spectacular life and yes. like when you really can see it that way mm -hmm. mm. what are uh what are some of the things you're excited about in this version of Bryn? 2.0 3.0 5.0 7.0 yeah. 10.0 <laughs> um one thing so i think helped to loop it back around to what i said in the beginning i'm excited to be a mom really excited to do differently and to give access to my child uh, an upbringing that I didn't get to have. And it's not because my parents weren't doing the best that they could, they were. I get to do better. And that makes me really fucking excited. And I just can't wait to help support this little life and to empower her. And I say her because I talk to my spirit baby and uh, we've already got a dialogue going. And if it's not a girl, I will be shocked at this point. <laughs> but I, I will allow life to prove me wrong. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I would say being a mother is huge. I would say, um, hmm, getting to build new intimacy and relationships with this version of me the one that is vulnerable the one that shares her heart the one that uh, is soft and receptive and um open-hearted and mm, filled with magic i think i was all of those things they just got dulled a lot in our time together and I think you got to see parts of them, but I'm excited for someone to get all of them. Mm. I'm excited for me to get all of them. And I'm also excited to continue to discover new layers of magic. It never ceases to amaze me just how much there is magic in my ability to tap in to my own voice. I have heard all sorts of crazy things um to the point now where i'm just like okay do i trust this message coming in and then sure enough it shows up a couple weeks later and that would have blown my mind months and years ago but now it's like okay cool how can i be even more connected to that voice um and yeah i think it's just being open to more of life's magic and being excited about at this level of trust that I have cultivated, what will unfold at this speed now that I just trust my knowing? 
there's none of those like resistance and bull- well, that's not true. There's sometimes there's resistance. <laughs> there's way less resistance way less, yeah. and there's way less of the questioning. It's like way more acceptance, yeah. way more acceptance. So now it's like, I see the thing coming. I know that it's happening. And now it's a, okay, I'm just going to wipe my hands of, of how and when it's going to come. I just know that it's coming. And that is so exciting. It's like, oh, I just see the next step and I get to trust. So I think there will be lots of change coming up in 2022 for me. Beautiful. The word that comes to mind when you say that, it's been coming to me so often in my life is ease. 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 Mm-hmm. My life flows with ease and ease. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time in our lives where we were reciting these mantras and as you'll know, if you do the program, you get recordings and you listen to them. And um, we would just replace my life flows with ease and grace with everything. So like, uh, I think at one point it was even like we'd be at the grocery store and be like, I find cookies with ease and grace. Yep. And just like, <laughs> dumb shit. Yep. <laughs> we just loved it. It uh-huh. was so fun. It was fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was... Um... This is something I don't think we've really reflected on, but it was such a gift to be going through that process with you. Oh, yeah. For the first around a year together Mm -hmm. and like really navigating all the things that were coming, even though it was challenging, it was like, it was, uh, it felt mm, more possible with doing it with you and then even at the time when after we separated like still navigating it with you Mm -hmm. like made it um i think it made both of our growth like much more uh, i'm trying to think of the right word it's like we were speaking the same language yeah thank you yeah Yeah. we were we both understood the work Mm -hmm. we understood what it was like to feel we understood what it was like to be vulnerable finally so we were both on the same page for the first time and even though that page was challenging we at least understood the tools and had the tools to work with one another yeah. um, and that made even the most painful of moments possible because we had tools to navigate and to show up and and to support one another mm. yeah beautiful and so last question, I don't think I'll, I don't know if I'll be asking anyone else this, but how does it feel to be getting back into the training camp for the soul container? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, oh, it's my favorite place to be. Like I used to joke, you know, when we'd be up in the retreat centers of like, just never wanted to leave. It was my version of Disney World. Where else in the world can you go and see people transform in front of your eyes physically, emotionally? I mean, people reverse age in front of me. Their um, their chronic illnesses would reverse. Their, they would look brighter and lighter and they would let go of these massive things they've been holding on to and all of a sudden their physicality would change before our eyes. And it wasn't just the physical transformation. It was, I was getting to witness people access their heart for the first time in their life. There is nothing more magical than that. Yeah. And getting to support that, it was like, this is, 
this is without a doubt the most incredible work I've ever been a part of. And so when I left the container, that's a whole story of itself, but essentially during our divorce, it was really challenging for us to, for me to see you, Mm -hmm. our dynamic, we were fine. Um, in terms of like professionalism, it was just my heart hurt seeing you. And so I left the company and it was for my highest and greatest because I was able to leap into something that was really special and to come back now um, and to be fully present. Of course, this is all happening in perfect timing. And I'm so excited to um, expand my gifts and to see you. Like, I'm really excited to see you and your gifts because as wild as it is, like I've only seen them in very small pieces. And I had a lot of resistance, I think, at first when you were stepping into it. Cause I'm like, what does this guy think he is? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we used to, I don't know, chug Natty Light together. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that, was it was guy. my own ego, just being yeah. a dick. And um, now I've just watched you step into this incredible, incredible facilitator. Uh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> really, really proud of you. And um, to be able to witness and be a part of that feels really special. Yeah, very special. Yeah, it's going to be exciting working together. (laughs) Figured out all the ways that it didn't work. (laughs) Now we get to do it working. Celebrate in the ones that it does. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yeah. You know, some of, and we'll wrap this up in a, in a minute, but um, what I was thinking about as you were talking about the, the transformation is I've been doing a lot of contemplating recently in my life. And like, um, as we, we talk about in the program, um, releasing your past to create the future that you desire to the future that you dream of. And, um, for a while I was really embracing that, like letting go of the past. And for a while I needed to, I needed to forget the person that I was. I needed to forget those parts of myself so that I could step into the new. What I'm noticing now, and this, this may come for, for more and more people that are, are two years out, three years out, five years out from doing this work, is that I'm now reintegrating and making a lot of connections to the person that I was before and almost like bringing those parts back home now mm-hmm. that I feel solid in myself mm-hmm. to like reintegrate them. Yeah. And um, yeah, one of the things that I've had a lot of appreciation for and that I was uh, for a time rejecting was like when, when I had so much passion for, and I, I you did too, for when we were running the gym together mm-hmm. and creating that community and um, helping people to transform their lives. Yeah. And as you were talking about the physical changes in the, in the retreat, it was like, it's like, that's it. I almost feel like that's what both of us were after. Yeah. But in that setting, it was like, okay, if they come every day to the gym for three years and they get involved in the community, like, yeah, they'll be happier and they'll be better. They'll be healthier. And now I'm like, 
and now we can do that in like one session. Yeah. Well, we were <laughs> we talking. We can do that in a day. What did we call? What did I call it last night at dinner? The training camp facelift or the training camp? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We were joking about when you finally uh, tackle your trauma, you reverse age. Reverse age, look better, feel better. We okay. both look oh my significantly different. Mm -hmm. I look at pictures of myself from three years ago, and I look so different. Yeah. And the only thing that I have changed was I started doing more inner work. Mm -hmm. I'm relatively the same in my diet, relatively the same in my activity level. Yeah. Just yeah. did some inner work. <laughs> A couple other things. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's it. <laughs> you tell me. Do you, do you have uh, anything else you'd like to add for the listeners, for anyone? I'm, I'm complete on my questions. Mm. I appreciate you sharing everything that you did so, so vulnerably as you do so well thank you and I, I i know with certainty that your your words and more than your words your expression will touch so many people mm. and um at least open up the door for some people that wouldn't have opened it before so thank you for doing that yeah. and um is there anything last that you want to share with the listeners mm. your emotions are your superpowers so many Bombs dropped in this. <laughs> I'm glad because a couple minutes before I was, oh, I like that. Remember how we used to joke about Bledsoe in the retreat? Bledsoe, Bledsoe bombs? Now you got Bryn bombs. Oh, yeah. I feel so proud. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And if for any reason you have any questions or you feel unsure, send me a DM. Like it will so happily be a safe space for you to land. And um, I just love. I love being human and I love connecting with humans and it sounds silly, but there was a time where I didn't, like mm -hmm. I really didn't enjoy my experience and I didn't enjoy other people. Mm -hmm. I, remember I remember I would joke yeah. about it. Like I just didn't enjoy gatherings and being curious and it's because I couldn't be in my body. And now that I am, I love connecting with people. I love hearing where you're at and what your journey's like. And so if any of my story resonates or you can see a part of you and me or vice versa let's connect and let me um yeah be a safe space for you to land i'm here for you you do that very well thank and, you and where can people find you if they want to reach out at Bryn Daler on instagram is definitely the best way to find me you'll find my link to my website and um i'm pretty active on instagram and i'm goofy and vulnerable you'll get poop jokes and then i'll be sobbing <laughs> and then i'll share something valuable and everything in between thank you Bryn. thank you thanks for being on the podcast always happy right. to be here yeah, i appreciate you and i know the listeners do too thank, thank you. you thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of the training camp for the soul podcast if you enjoyed the show please share it. And if you'd love to thank us, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And to learn more about Training Camp for the Soul and the work that we do, go to trainingcampforthesoul.com where you can get some free resources, learn about our online programs and in-person retreats. And lastly, follow us on Instagram at Training Camp for the Soul for some inspiring and life-changing content.